This is DJ Bree, your girl. Welcome to the first official episode from the Fruit of the Spirit channel entitled Kingdom Marriages. Today we are getting into Kingdom Marriages. Before we get into this, we have to always give thanks to the Most High, so let's get into prayer. Father Abba, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for another day. We thank you for another evening that we have come to gather in your name. Father, speak through me, speak for me, speak to me, speak to the people that you have called me to speak to. Let this be a blessing in somebody's life and a seed deposited right now in Jesus' name. Whatever is needed to clear up in somebody's life, let this be the answer. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Shai, your son, we pray. Amen. Amen. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me and welcome, welcome, welcome. So kingdom marriages, kingdom marriages. What is a kingdom marriage? Basically, a kingdom marriage is a marriage called by God for such a time as this and for his purpose. See, Today we have so many marriages and we have so many statistics of divorce. But what people do not understand is the Bible says what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Oftentimes we think we're putting ourselves together and God is going to bless it. Absolutely farthest from the truth. Let God be the matchmaker. Not bumble, not rumble, whatever the the dating apps are. None of those are the matchmaker. So let's get into this for real. Kingdom marriage. As we can see, we can start with Abraham and Sarah. Before, Abraham's name was Abram. Sarah's name was Sarai. They were the start of the nation of the Hebrews. In the Bible, God, we call him Yahweh, as Israelites, God appointed Abram the Hebrew as the father of many nations. He started the whole trend for Hebrews. And I know a lot of us hear about Hebrew Israelites, but we'll get into that into another episode. But this particular one, through Sarai, through Sarah, when God changed their names, came Isaac who was named as the promise now yeah Abraham went into Hagar um, through the support of his wife Sarah but at the same time even though Hagar had a son that wasn't the promise and if you read even in Genesis it talks about Hagar running away and the angel stopped her to let Ishmael be born and still be around his father. But when the time came that the promise came, the counterfeit had to go. Now this sounds harsh because it's like, well, this was his son too. And it wasn't just Abraham's fault and it wasn't Ishmael's fault because Ishmael was a product and he couldn't help what happened. He was just the product of Hagar and Abraham. But what God ordained, no man could put asunder. There came a time where Hagar was teasing Sarah because she was quote unquote barren or or so she thought. However, when it came down to it, when Isaac was born of Abraham and Sarah, Hagar and Ishmael had to be sent away. But God didn't do them dirty. When they were in the wilderness, the angel of the Lord came to them and said, hey, listen, 
Ishmael, you're going to be the start of many nations. But this was also the start of fight for territory. If we look at what's going on in the world now, especially in what they call the Middle East, um, it's a fight for territory that stems back to the biblical days. So getting back to Abraham and, and Sarah, they birthed Isaac. Isaac was the promise. We heard the story of Isaac almost being sacrificed because God was testing Abraham if Abraham loved God more than he loved the promise. And as Abraham was about to sacrifice Isaac, Abraham actually was stopped by the angel of the Lord. There was a ram in the bush. There was a lamb to sacrifice instead of his son. Because Isaac had to be the one to birth Jacob. And Jacob is the father of the Israelites. Jacob's name was changed to Israel while he was wrestling with the angel. So now we see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I know you heard many times the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yes, this is how it all began. So that kingdom marriage between Abraham and Sarah was the start of why God ordained kingdom marriages in the first place. It's one example. Now we can take it back as far as Adam and Eve. Eve actually came out of the rib of Adam. And another point to make, Eve came about when Adam was in a deep sleep. See, a lot of people today have a problem waiting. You're not waiting on a man. You're waiting on God to wake him up. He's being worked on. You're being worked on while he's asleep. And when it's time for him to notice you, he will notice you. But notice, Eve wasn't at the club and God went to go get her. And like, hey, listen, yo, Adam, this is her. She was in a place of being prepared as well she was being put together too how can you be put together if you up out and about in everybody's face it's time to take quiet time with God that alone time that's how you're developed he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing not he that finds a woman to make her a wife you cannot make somebody a wife you cannot make somebody a husband only God does that but listen, we're talking about kingdom marriages here. So I don't want anybody to be, you know, misinformed about what's going on and what I'm talking about and the laws of the land and you sign a certificate. Listen, that's great. That is awesome. That is great. But we're talking about where the origin of marriage comes from. So let's get back to Jacob. So Jacob, you know, he finds. He really was after Rachel. But he was given Leah first. And then he gets Rachel's hand in marriage after he works for their father for years. Now, I'm not okaying <laughs> poly. <laughs> what is it? What is it? What is it? Poly. Um, it's not polytheism. Where am I getting that from? <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not endorsing being a sister wife. But what I am saying is, 
that was the birth of a whole nation of tribes to this day we still have but many people don't even realize who the children of Israel are we're going to get into that in another episode as well however consider this you grow up you go through school you go to high school you graduate you meet somebody you think that's the one you know, now you're doing all of this without asking God, well, is this the person for me? Is it this man? Is it this woman? Get married, you're married for 30 years, and then something's not right. Something is not right because you never stop to ask your father, your creator, was this the one? And sometimes God gives us up to our own wants and desires. Now, when that happens, you can't blame God. You never asked. You never included him. And that going back to Abraham following the instructions of the Lord and going to sacrifice Isaac, that's the same thing. Because Isaac represented the idol. We made our lives such an idol before God that we put everything else before him, including being matchmaker. We then stepped into his role of being God. So when things don't work out, relationships don't work out as we expect them to, we cannot get mad because this was something we put on ourselves. Now, a lot of people are going to get offended hearing this because who wants to hear that? Who wants to hear that? I've been doing things wrong for 30 years. Nobody wants to hear that. But this is where the Holy Spirit comes in to correct us. Because it's never too late to start living how God wants us to live. It's never too late. So listen, if you didn't ask God, I'm going to need you to do that. This is your homework. Is this the person for me? Is this the one that I have on this earth to fulfill a destiny with? That's what we need to start asking ourselves. Because it's more than just getting married, coming home, working, paying bills, having kids. That's existing. We were called to live an abundant life. An abundant life is having a whole assignment with your husband, with your wife, knowing that you are pleasing God, giving glory to God. This would have saved a lot of people divorces. I'm going to tell you that. And the Bible does say God hates divorce, but we're going to talk about that in another episode as well. So we have Jacob, we have Leah, we have Rachel, and we have this whole nation. And as we can see in the Bible, this nation wasn't just because Jacob, Rachel, and Leah, and Isaac, and Rebecca, and Abraham, and Sarah wanted kids and grandkids and great-grandkids. This was the promise that God gave. He told Abraham in the beginning, I will make your descendants as great as the stars in the sky. Abraham didn't have anybody. He didn't have any kids. So what was that about? This promise stood because God knows the end to the beginning. So when we forfeit kingdom marriage, we forfeit God's work. 
We're not here on our own account. We're not here to do what we want to do. We are here to do what God told us to do. And if we don't understand that, that's what makes the road hard. We are vessels being used by the Most High, Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to fulfill a purpose on this land. Now, many would say, how is that for everybody? Well, what does the Bible say? For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Before I, I formed you, I knew you. He already had a plan for your life. But a lot of times we take these plans and we do it ourselves. So why do we get upset when things don't go right? We have made our plans an idol. Now some of you may be saying, listen, I know God put me with this person, but I'm struggling. Yes, because God needs to do the work. Remember, God changed Abraham's name. He changed Sarah's name. He changed Jacob's name. That was significant of a new life, a new identity. See, we're born in iniquity. But there's something we have to understand. Iniquity has blinded us to God's purpose for our lives. Iniquity makes us just exist. Iniquity makes us lust after idols. We be on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever social media platform there is. And we don't think about what does God want for my life? Because we're too busy scrolling into everybody else's life. Because we're being used by the enemy as monitoring spirits. Now I'm not saying all social media is bad because it is excellent marketing. Free marketing. And it's an excellent way to connect with friends and family that you may have lost. But watching fights and all of these memes, sometimes that's a distraction. And it's an idol you're putting before God. You can't get mad at how your life is going, especially in the relationship area. If you spend more time scrolling and looking at this one being engaged, that one being married, that one's honeymoon, that one, this is going on in their marriage, or they having a baby. If you're not sitting in your alone time with God, because the fact of the matter is somebody else's life is more important to you than your own. Especially if you're the one taking screenshots, sending it around. Look, 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 look. Now you could be happy for somebody, but you don't have to monitor them. Especially if you're trying to figure out what's going on in your life. That's a key indicator that God is calling you. So what did we learn today? Kingdom marriage is important to God. Kingdom marriage should be the only marriage that you are seeking. Because you want the best. You don't want to settle for less. So your homework tonight is 
Let's try to put down the idols that's distracting us from hearing God. And see what kind of relationship he wants for you. Listen, in my experience, when I pray and talk to God, he will answer you back because he is happy to hear from you. Let me know how this works out. That's my time. I thank you guys for listening. God bless.